Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're excited to welcome Brandon Kerstall, former colleague of ours, going back to the beginning of the network. Now with KOA Colorado covering the Broncos. Brandon, what in the world's gotten into this team? Well, I guess belief is a word that we keep hearing. Belief, believe. The the idea that if you keep working, good things will happen. And this is obviously a franchise that's very proud. We know about the history. It's been a down few years with a bunch of different first-time head coaches. And then Sean Payton with his Hall of Fame caliber kind of resume comes in, and you think, okay, maybe they'll get it turned around quickly, and they start out one and five, right? And they give up 70 points and lose by 50 in Miami. And you're like, well, how do they believe now? And then they reel off not one, not two, not three, but four straight victories that haven't all been beautiful works of <laughs> art necessarily, certainly on the offensive side. But here they are at five and five in a wide-open AFC playoff race, it seems unlikely they'll catch the Chiefs, but I suppose a loss tomorrow night makes things more interesting if KC goes down in, in you know, in Arrowhead to the, to the Eagles, which doesn't make up for a losing Super Bowl, by the way. Uh, so here they are, though, uh, with some big wins, and if they can string together a few more, all winnable games on their schedule, some harder than we maybe originally thought, they'll be in the mix all the way till the end. It's interesting that you say it's been a couple bleak years, a couple down years, because the Broncos haven't had a winning season since 2016. They've made multiple coaching changes. Uh, we know about the different uh, quarterbacks that have gone through and the struggle to find a quarterback and then the first disastrous season with Russell Wilson. Gosh, it feels a lot longer than just two bleak years, Brandon. Well, right. It's been seven, seven very lean years of the desert, but when you've gone to as many Super Bowls as they have and won three, you look at the handful of franchises that have never even been to a Super Bowl or won one, True. you think, okay, well, it could be worse. We could be the Browns or the Jags or, or the, the Vikings. Vikings. They've been to a bunch, right? But the, <laughs> yeah. the Vikings still don't have that first ring. And so it's one of those things where like, it can't last like this forever. And we don't know if Russell Wilson will be much more than what we're seeing now, which is certainly efficient and making big plays late like he always has, but not prolific 350-yard passing games very often. But it looks like he's at least figured out what he does really well with Sean Payton and vice versa. And because of the new ownership group and their resources and their willingness to spend money, there's no reason to think that the Broncos won't continue on an upward trend, even if they maybe fall short of the playoffs this year. When you think they only won five games last year, I have a hard time believing they're going to go 5-12 and 12 and that we're done seeing them win after they've ripped off four in a row. doesn't mean, though, that they will be in the postseason because we know a lot has to happen a lot of different directions. But it does feel like all of a sudden things are certainly looking brighter than they were a few weeks ago. I want to start with the defense as we talk about what's changed for them because the defense actually was the side of the ball that was really struggling in the first, say, six weeks or so. What changes have you seen from that side? 
Well, to say they were struggling across the board is a little... Uh, I, I don't want to say, obviously, they struggled at times. But they, they hold the Raiders in check in the opener but lose 17-16. They're up on Washington 21-3 and had a disaster a second half. They followed that up going to Miami, but they didn't have Justin Simmons. They didn't have Josie Jewell in the middle of the defense, and they didn't have Mike Purcell, their nose tackle. And I get that's three players, and three players probably, even though they're all really good, aren't going to make a 50-point difference. But Justin Simmons is the guy that gets everybody in place, and he and Josie Jewell have worked together for so many years. Their communication keeps everything kind of connected. And so they were really bad the following week against the Bears in the first half, and Justin Fields was dicing them up to D.J. Moore. Then something changed at halftime, and since then, even though they lost to the Jets, which was obviously a, a bit of a, an embarrassment because of what the Jets' offense is, <laughs> they still only gave up 17 points in that game, right? And they give up two touchdowns to the Packers. They hold Patrick Mahomes to one touchdown in two games, and the defense – for as bad as the Broncos have been in recent years, it's still been pretty solid, whether it was some of Vance Joseph's defenses, certainly Vic Fangio's and Najera Vero a year ago. So it was really perplexing that it wasn't working. But I think what's worked is not only those guys being healthy that I mentioned, specifically Simmons, but also Vance Joseph, I think, sticking to his guns, if you will. So the, the play calls are still similar. He didn't want to change the verbiage from what they've been running with, with Fangio and then last year with Ivero, who basically just kept, an extension of what Vic called everything, but conceptually where Vance wanted to be aggressive in his own style versus trying to call a defense like Vic Fangio because he's not Vic Fangio. So I think part of that is Vance being more comfortable with his personnel and then the the emergence of their young pass rushers, specifically Baron Browning returning to the lineup has certainly helped as well. Brandon Costell is with us from Denver. Uh, going back to, gosh, it's 11 years ago that we worked together Man. at the start of CBS Sports Radio. And then he went back to Denver and has been covering the Broncos since then. So I've seen a lot of these bleak years, though, of course, Super Bowl 52. The, the Russell Wilson wild ride, is it's still got some choppy moments. And obviously they weren't great in this game for the first three quarters. The turning point really being a pair of Minnesota turnovers late third quarter, early fourth quarter that kind of sparked the Broncos without those turnovers. This is probably a Vikings win, but yet there is more of a comfortability with Russ this season. Why? I think that Russ has learned to trust his coaches maybe more than he did a year ago. And I don't say he didn't trust his coaches in Seattle. He didn't accidentally throw 292 touchdowns, but it wasn't like they were winning games 35 to three, right? The reason he has now 43 fourth quarter comebacks is because those games were close. And I think a lot of that was Pete Carroll having a good run game and solid defense, not just a legion of boom, but even beyond that, because they didn't also accidentally go to the playoffs in eight of the 10 years that he was there. At the same time, I think he tried a little too hard last year. Nathaniel Hackett maybe tried a little too hard to get Russ cooking and, get him in the MVP conversation. He had never had a first-place MVP vote or, or whatever we heard. And Sean Payton kind of stripped a bunch of stuff down, not just the way things operated in the building, but the way Russ approached football. And I got this secondhand, but from a really good source, from a coach that worked with Russ, said he's the most challenging quarterback you'll ever work with because most quarterbacks follow their coach's lead and on first and ten want to get to second and six, then they want to get to third and two or three. And then they want to have the whole playbook open to try to pick up that first down. And now in this day and age, maybe even on fourth down if they need it. But on third and two, third and three, you can do whatever you want, right? Mm -hmm. And Russ is wired to, it's first and ten. He scrambles around in the pocket. He's a, a receiver 18, 20 yards downfield. Let's it rip and the ball gets there and they move the sticks, right? Versus, oh, here's the running back out of the backfield. Take the four yards. Take the tight end on the little quick out. 
and just move move the chains along, keep the ball moving forward, and we'll get to the end zone. And so I think when you look at, at the numbers that are most impressive, is not just their red zone efficiency, not that they were great tonight until they needed to be late, but all year long they've been one of the best red zone teams, and he's been the best red zone quarterback because Sean does do a good job of scheming stuff up in the red zone, but the, Russ has a willingness to just kind of take what's there and isn't trying to force the ball into space. That's why he only has a couple turnovers to this point, or a couple interceptions, is because he's trusting his coaching and, and trusting that his players will get open for him and the line will hold up long enough for he'll make a play with his legs and then find something. And so I think that's really been the biggest thing, is the buy-in from Russ. There was so much chatter about a disconnect in the locker room, Brandon, and whether or not Russ is liked by his teammates, blah, 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 blah. What do you see? Uh, when it comes to their spirit in the locker room and their cohesiveness as a team? Well, they are a really close team compared to some of the teams we've seen in recent years, but it feels like a lot of these teams also will start out a certain way, and by the end of the year, it's fractured because the results just aren't where you want it to be, and that's probably not unique to the Broncos. That's probably across sports, right? When things are going well, guys just like each other and find ways to win. And you probably have some teams where guys don't like each other, but they work well together, and mm-hmm. that's fine. And you probably have some where guys love each other, but their team stinks because they all have bad <laughs> habits together <laughs> or whatever it may be. Russ is just different, right? He's got a pop star wife, and he's the kind of guy that when they're in Europe, he's having dinner with the CEO of Mercedes, <laughs> right, uh, two summers ago or whatever it may be. But the one thing that no one questions is Russ's work habits. He's still the first guy in the building every day and the last one to leave. He and Jaleel McLaughlin. I guess McLaughlin, the rookie from Youngstown, races him in because he's just kind of wired the same way. But everyone sees the way Russ works. As far as connecting with them, I don't know how easy it is or isn't, but he, he tries to get teammates together for dinners. They go to games. They'll get sweets or he'll sit with a teammate courtside at a game. And at the same time, they don't have the same lives because the rest of them don't have a you know a partner that has thirty five million Instagram followers, right? <laughs> so it's just a little it's just a little different. And he has this you know this Russell Wilson Corporation that is a bigger thing than most of these you know most of these other players on any team could really relate to. And you know there's one or two guys like that in, in almost every building. But at the at the same time, I think he's gone out of his way to continue to try to be one of the guys, be in the locker room more. They obviously took his his little office away. He can go to the quarterback room. But when we're in there during that open locker room period, if he's not getting treatment, we see him around a little more. Uh, At the same time, I think he's just maybe a little, you know, he's a different dude. I don't want to say that he's awkward, but I think he's been really good at sports his whole life, and he's really good at public speaking and communications and all that. But on an interpersonal level, maybe, you know, that's something that, doesn't come as naturally to him, but it doesn't matter when you're right. You're the best baseball player. You're the best football player (laughs) and you always have a smile and you're a good guy who, who means well and and wants to do right by people and charity and all that. So I I think that he tries to connect with his teammates. They try to connect with him and and where it works, it does. And in, in other places, maybe it doesn't as easily, but when you're winning, I don't think you worry about that stuff as much when you're losing. It can probably, (laughs) it can probably be a a little (laughs) bit more bothersome. Yeah, it can definitely be jarring, and it, it is what people are talking about. But when you're winning, it tends to cover over uh, a multitude of whatever challenges or interpersonal uh, 
differences there might be. Brandon Cristal is with us from Denver. Just one more thing I want to ask before I let you go. Uh, we'd heard routinely over the last few years, but especially last season, and maybe even to start this season as well, you would know personally about the booing from fans. And the Denver Broncos fan base is so passionate, one of the most passionate and intelligent in the NFL. So what was the atmosphere like tonight from start to finish as it was bleak early but ended with that late hit touchdown drive i think because of what's transpired the last few weeks there's certainly i don't say that the there was the optimism oh they're going to roll this team right but there also wasn't the there there may have been a, a boo bird or two early when they <laughs> not only force a turnover but they keep having to settle for field goals and they just can't really move the ball at the same time the defense is doing what it does and and the vikings weren't moving the ball necessarily either so i think Fans sat there and thought, okay, we'll just kind of sit on our hands. Not that they're going to cheer when there's a play worth cheering for, but we'll give them the benefit of the doubt because they beat the Chiefs here a couple of weeks ago. They pulled that one out against the Packers, and then they obviously, with a little bit of, of help from the Bills, were able to, to win Monday night. So I think there was a little, a little more cautious optimism than maybe <laughs> there has been in recent home games because the Broncos forever were, were really good at home, but as Sean Payton has pointed out, especially in the Mike Shanahan era, but in general, he goes, yeah, they were always really good here, but they were also good on the road. Same thing with our Saints teams. We'd win a lot at the Dome, but you know what? We won a lot of road games, too, because we were just good teams, right? And good teams find ways to win, and, and I don't know how good this team is, but uh, they used to seem, seemingly find ways to lose late in games, regardless of whether it was Vance Joseph, Vic Fangio, or Nathaniel Hackett, that this year they're all of a sudden finding ways to win. It is nice when you can flip that on its head. It's like the old adage you hear about playing golf. When your misses and your miss hits are still playable, well, you know you're making progress. Right, right. <laughs> and look, coaches would much rather clean up bad bad play, sloppy, sloppiness, whatever it may be, after wins than after losses. And somebody brought up, I've heard it actually a couple different times now, the idea that this is similar to when Tim Tebow was here, except that I think their ceiling's higher because I think the defense has – more talent, and obviously Russell Wilson is a much better quarterback than Tim Tebow was, mm -hmm. and certainly a better thrower of the football and understanding everything. But it does have some of that similarity in that, well, it's not pretty, but there are finding <laughs> ways to win, and you'll take wins over losses yeah. you know, every day of the week. Right? Not, not to mention, that's pretty much the NFL this season for most sure. teams with the majority, uh, well, not majority, but with so many teams having lost their starting quarterbacks, defense and run game are at a premium, and we're seeing more teams win ugly. So it may be just be that kind of season in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, and look, teams are close, right? The parity yes. is great for the league as long as you're not trying to win money gambling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but right, last week was the best example when you saw six walk-off field goals, right, six walk-off right. kicks. Right, we had never seen that, and that's great. It's great for fans. It keeps you you invested that your team has a shot at the playoffs way way into November and even December mm. with the expanded playoff too and the seventeen games. You know, all these numbers about how teams start are going to have to be reworked to a seventeen game season. So talk to me about how many teams start one and three or zero oh and you know right yes. after three four five years of that versus since two thousand or whatever it may be. Mm, well, and the Broncos are a good example because they started out 
one and four actually started out then uh what one and five even before four they five. went on yep before they went on this win streak all right so you can find brandon on twitter at bk denver sports anchor reporter insider for koa colorado covering the broncos a uh, longtime friend former colleague it's great to connect with you happy thanksgiving to you and your family we appreciate a couple minutes yeah, thanks, Amy. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours and uh, to all the great listeners at CBS. Thanks for having me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.